fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to India's first and only Freemasonic podcast, The Ashlers, a unique podcast that is hosted by Masons aiming to share information and the timeless wisdom around Freemasonry with the rest of the world, thus sharing the light of Masonry far and wide. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions shared by the hosts and participants on the Ashlers is solely their own and thus do not represent any official positions or proclamations of any Grand Lords thereof. Be assured that best efforts have been made to keep the conversations and presentations on the level for brethren and non-Masons alike. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to yet another episode of The Ashlers. I'm Shishir. And I'm Ranesh. So folks, a um, couple of things. One, uh, we are very excited about uh, this new paper that we'll be talking about. It's a very, very fundamental tenet uh, or aspect or part of Freemasonry. Uh, that is nothing but charity. Now, we have dealt in this topic in the past in one way or the other, but uh, this goes really in depth and we will elaborate a little more on this. This paper is titled Freemasonry and Charity and is by Worshipful Brother Samir Desai from Lodge Fellowship Number 140 in Ahmedabad under the Grand Lodge of India. That's one part of it. The second part that we are really excited about is the half yearly meeting that's happening this year in Trivandrum. So brethren from Trivandrum, we are looking forward to meeting you and greeting you in the, the venue over there. Both myself and Renesh will be there. And we hope- Yes. Yeah. And we hope to meet you uh, in person and we would love to uh, hear from you what you think about it. Uh, so please do look out for us uh, and we will definitely be looking out for you for sure. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's dive right in into this wonderful paper by Worshipful Brother Samir Desai. Uh, Rinesh, do you want to elaborate on why charity once again though? Yeah, definitely. So we have always heard, or rather when we actually search what is Freemasonry, uh, there is one answer which is very commonly mentioned in, at least in Google as well as what we have been reading in our own books as well. It says a peculiar system of morality veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbol. This is, as we mentioned, as per the paper, this is the very first and possibly the most crisp and poignant definition of Freemasonry. And it actually helps us to realize that the understanding of any of its precepts must go beyond the literal and the obvious. As in the word itself, it is veiled in allegory. Now, charity in this sense must also be examined from a deeper and more elaborate point of view than just as a virtue. Now, the purpose of this paper is to examine the symbolism of charity, its place in Freemasonry in both physical and metaphysical planes, as also its day-to-day -day practice. And that is why we are using charity. Now, talking about the symbolism and the numerological aspects of charity, in the paper, we 
get the mention of something called the theological ladder of Jacob. This is like you know taking the symbolism of a typical ladder, which has a lot of rungs, a lot of staves, basically those horizontal things that you climb onto. Three are principal, but in the paper we also say that there are maybe seven staves. Out of that, charity still uh, you know is prominently mentioned as one of them. Uh, Rinish, back to you. Yeah, so the seven which uh, Shishir is mentioning, right, it actually consists of seven virtues. Faith, hope and charity definitely is important. That is what we have been talking about. But it also has fortitude, prudence, temperance and justice. Now, why are we talking about this number seven? Why the numerological aspect of charity? So, as per the paper, so in the Persian mysteries, it used to say, each step represents a planet with the highest symbolizing the sun. So in Mithras, right, they, the, the candidate was actually supposed to climb these steps. And in each step, he used to get to understand more and more about the aspect of it. Similarly, in uh, Closer to Home also, right, like uh, there also we used to have in the Gurukul system, somebody used to actually have to climb that mountain and reach to the summit to understand what exactly happens when you're climbing the mountain, right? You're getting tired, you're trying to figure out and you're also trying to think that should I even think about going to the top? Or can I just like stop over here and go back? So at the end, when you reach the summit and I think it can be told by any mountaineer or anybody who treks that whenever you're trying to reach to the summit of the mountain or the hill, you're always feeling like, why am I even doing this? Especially when you're doing it for the first time. But when you reach the summit, that's when you suddenly realize like, wow, this is worth it. This is why exactly I tried this. And at that moment, you will forget the entire uh, hurdle which you would have gone through. Now, that is exactly what Faith, Hope and Charity is doing here. Charity is the principal lesson of Freemasonry. Yes, you need faith. You need to have hope. But ultimately, it is a charity, the aspect of charity which defines who we are as human beings. And now coming to another important aspect, which uh, I'm sure a lot of Masons uh, should remember what we are alluding to. What I'm talking about here is that in the paper, uh, you know, it's very nicely brought up of how charity is alluded to in all the three degrees in Masonry, first, second and third. Um, now, here's a little challenge for our listeners. So, those of you listening who understand or uh, who are uh, you know, getting what I'm alluding to over here, um, I would highly encourage you to write into us about what I'm referring to over here. And you could do a Google search as well if you're not a Mason. You could even try doing a Google search and let us know what did you find. And here's another thing. Um, in Trivandrum, when we'll be there, if there are any of our listeners over there, feel free to meet us and tell us in person what you think we are talking about. So that would be an in, uh, you know, a rather interesting meet and greet uh, among all of us. Charity is therefore an act of giving that must occur in the physical sense. It is also a temporal act that requires an unequivocal thought for it implies an act of giving away what is rightfully belonging to the other and thus is characteristic of the psyche or soul. It is also as spiritual in nature as any virtue can ever hope to be since this considers us all as creations of God and fellow brethren. It is therefore an act of giving prompted by a thought that we are all a part of the divine you know shishir if if this by the way i have taken uh, listeners i have taken it from the paper verbatim 
and i wanted to put this verbatim because there is one very interesting line which it says it implies charity implies it's an act of giving away what is rightfully belonging to the other you have it and you're giving it to someone and they are the ones who supposed to receive it now that is very interesting and somehow i feel i don't think i can even talk much about it because i really need to comprehend this more so i would actually try to move ahead so that it kind of helps us i think uh, shishir you can actually talk about the whole uh, seven stuff and all the numerological aspect because i definitely want to take a pause here for myself to understand this sure the relation it makes sense uh, that you know we pick up certain aspects of the paper were batter because I'm sure we may not be able to do that with justice to you know those beautiful points that has uh, that's mentioned by by the author over here. Let me take a cue from uh, the author where he has given quotations coming from the Corinthians and from our Sanskrit text in India. So I'll explain basically what it is. Charity is the mere physical act of giving. It is actually beyond that. It is a more profound and wholesome practice that must encompass all the aspects of our behavior at all times it is not just the act of giving but also the mindset of not wanting for oneself it is a very essence of selflessness or the appreciation of all beings as that of our own that constitutes charity charity thus is a life thread of equality or the quest of it is embodied in the very fabric of freemasonry in that we consider each child of god as a fellow brother worthy of receiving the fruits derived from the application of our best faculties as much as ourselves from our own families this is so beautifully put i really can't paraphrase this any further at the end of the day <laughs> these are you know essentially uh, explanations of the quotes in sanskrit and in uh, from the corinthians and you can see you know both being ancient and quite separate right one is coming from india the other is coming from middle east but the essence is still the same they are not saying that it's just a matter of you has some cash with you and you just hand it to someone and your charity is done with no it does not say that it is saying it is beyond that you are not giving because you had cash you are not giving because you could you are giving because you know the other person needs it more than you and you are not giving it because you want to complete that one good deed of the day but you are doing it because the person is in need you are capable of helping and you are doing it not because you want to put a tick in your to do list but you are doing it because it's something that comes out of your heart so true so 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 true uh well with corinthians i just remembered that there is a certain portion like uh, saint paul claims in same book of corinthians and i'm quoting from the book itself though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity i am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could move mountains and have not charity i am nothing and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned and have not charity it profit me nothing 
Now, Sushi, this is a very interesting point in the last, especially. I, I I can understand what the rest of the stuff that I I can do a lot and I still don't have charity. It's okay, but just think of the last line. He says, although he can bestow the goods to feed the poor, and he still doesn't do charity. There is some way Saint Paul is actually thinking these two things are separate. Whereas in today's day, we actually think they are the same. Like if I'm able to feed the poor, I'm doing charity. Now this is very very interesting, and for this point, I would like to read some more points from the paper. Now from this, it is very clear: charity is just not considered just as a gift of knowledge or faith or money or something. It is beyond that. But the strange and important point to, for us to consider it, it is actually distinguishes. There, there is a distinguishing factor in this. Now when you're thinking about giving somebody something which you have. It's not charity. I think it is more of like alms, and that's what exactly the paper says. Now, why did Paul? Sorry, why does Saint Paul say that even though he has all the goods, but it uh, to the if he gives it to the poor, it is still not charity? And this, if you try to understand right, you need to just come closer home. As a matter of fact, for people at least in India who, or at least people who are uh, following the Jain Dharma, they might be able to understand one very interesting concept, which is called aparigraha. I might not be pronouncing it properly, but aparigraha, as explained in Jainism, says that resources beyond your current needs are meant for distribution and not storage. Whereas we live in a world where we actually think that we need to save it for the rainy day. I think even after saving it for the rainy day, we still have a lot that maybe other people also can uh, come to us for that rainy day. That much amount of things which we have kind of gathered, uh, gathered and stored. Now, let me, this... let me add to one thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, so a lot of us probably are saving for not a rainy day, but for an entire monsoon, I guess. I, I think, and not only just one monsoon, maybe for the entire lifetime of their monsoon, as well as somebody else's. See, because see, lifetime of ours is what we need to do. Today's situation is such a case that we need to start saving, but. Somehow, when you start listening to these points, right, and I totally understand that. See, when Saint Paul would have written these things, what was the population of the world at that time, and what was the situation, or when Jainism had actually brought in that concept, what would have been the uh, the the social status at that moment of how are you trying to do? Today, you might not be able to follow that exactly, but you can do some bits of it. Now today, what has happened is we actually. I, I think uh, I'm not very sure whether it was Gandhi who said that that the world can help you to like it can actually satisfy your hunger, but not your greed. Something on the same line. I'm, I'm definitely not quoting it correct, but the idea is charity does not, or rather, charity should not seek fame or recognition, even gratitude or reciprocation. It is wisely said that the practice of charity brings about humility in both the giver and the recipient. And you know what? I actually realized it the time when I went for a blood donation. The first time when I did it, the pride which I got from it. Like I obviously wanted to showcase that I did give uh, blood, but at that one moment, I was so happy when I did that. And with what? I know I don't even know where it is going. I don't know who is actually getting to benefit it. It was something which was just. given to the world i know i didn't give that much kind of blood for the world but but at that moment i felt i actually gave a lot and that is something which is very interesting which by the way also from one of uh, our history books uh, uh, akbar the great actually had navratnas and out of that one quote uh, one of the navratna was abdul rahim khan khana 
it is said that he used to keep his head bowed while giving away charity because he said it is the recipient who favors the giver and not the vice versa again coming to that point which i which we also highlighted initially in the paper that we by we are not giving charity because others need it because others are supposed to get it and it's like kind of like what you call fate that he is going and standing at the same time and i'm actually giving him something and he deserves it i have extra of it and that's why i'm giving it now that is why there is a very interesting concept in uh indian uh tradition which is called gupt daan gupt means secret daan means charity charity given in secret charity is not supposed to be highlighted like the way we actually do and i'm saying the way the word we is not because it is shishir or me it is human beings in general which we do we like to showcase that we have done this without actually showcasing people will not come to know about it that thought process has actually ruined it because today it is more of a competition that how much can shishir give and why is rinesh not giving more than that no let's not think about that and just give it for the sake of for the sake of helping somebody the best thing to give to your enemy is forgiveness to an opponent tolerance to a friend your heart to your child a good example to a father deference to your mother conduct that will make her proud of you and to yourself respect of to all men this is what charity is this is by francis balfour just writing on of what you just mentioned ganesh it's very eloquently put and rather it's it's given a very good context as to how you can manifest charity in your life and i would just like to add one thing for a lot of people charity is giving away money or giving away something physical right you might probably have uh, probably you bought blankets or something and you go distribute it to the poor which is good no harm in that a lot of people may need that but that alone does not constitute what charity is all about i'm sure we have you know given a lot of examples but just to you know put it in a very simple term charity is an act of giving away something that you are capable of providing that could be something physical like money or objects it could even be your time and knowledge it could even be your expertise it could be anything which helps someone in need makes their life better in some way and in that fashion you have not given away something you have actually gained a lot you might give away 10 rupees you were capable of it probably that was the only you know one banknote in your wallet and you gave that away now you don't have anything left in your wallet but for the person who's got it they might be able to do something with it they at least they could get some scraps of food maybe from and i'm taking a very small amount as 10 rupees uh, just as a, for for an example sake but what have you gained from that well you gained uh, you know maybe a blessing from that person whom you gave that money to if you are someone who has given their time in say imparting education to needy students your one hour has improved the life of those 50 60 20 30 children out there maybe the way you have explained something has improved their understanding of the subject in ways you may not have even thought of 
So it's all about doing the best that you can. You don't have to look for opportunities. Opportunities are out there. You just have to do it. So with that, folks, we come towards the end of this paper. However, uh, brother has done one very good thing where he has tried to summarize what charity is throughout the paper. There are seven points. I'll hand it over to Rinesh to go over some of those, and then I'll take Premier. Rinesh, over to you. Hey, thanks, Shishir. Shishir, but I actually forgot one small point which I wanted to add. Now we have been talking about this whole charity business, right? Like, what is this going on? So, so why did we bring this whole Freemasonry and charity concept? And I just want to add one point from the paper which I kind of missed out uh, talking about. What is different uh, from the charitable organizations which are in the world and Freemasonry? That is something which many people actually had used to ask me, especially the ones who are uh, trying to know about Freemasonry. And when I tell them that what are the, uh, the many activities which we do, one of them is obviously charity. So the answer as per the paper and as per the author is lies in the practices which we do. Now, let me just read this again from the paper. The Freemason, or rather a Freemason is considered an Ashler. Like, by the way, like our episode, like our podcast name, the Ashlers. An Ashler is literally like a block of stone. But if it is not smooth, it's obviously a rough Ashler, right? So the Freemason actually starts his life as a rough Ashler. And to begin with, that's what he starts and perfects himself on every day by doing certain things. And make sure that he becomes a perfect Ashler so that that Ashler can be used to build the society. Because you are definitely not able to go, uh, so you're not going to be able to build any building with stones which are rude, which are crude. You have to smoothen those stones. And that's exactly what you would see in some of the cathedrals and the temples and the mosques. Those stones which are used, they are smooth. So exactly in us also, we need to actually have that smooth structure. That smooth structure is going to ensure that this society is built in on that line. Now, the ashlar is the building block. The more perfect in horizontal and perpendicular the ashlar be, better will be the building. That's what I mentioned. Now, the very practice of making good man better and thus bettering the lot of our society, that is the true practice of Masonic charity. And that is what, or rather that is sometimes which differentiates us from a charitable organization. Not, not that I'm saying that a charitable organization does anything less. Obviously, they are doing good. They are doing amazingly well. What in Freemasonry we do is there are many other stuff. And charity is one aspect of it. Now, coming to the last point, which uh, Shishir pointed out. Uh, I thanks to Brother Samit Desai, who has actually summarized this. And le- as I said, there, as uh, Shishir said, that there are seven points. These, this is how it goes. First. The charity is a powerful symbol employed in Freemasonry. Second, charity occupies the most exalted position among the virtues promoted and practiced by Freemasonry. It is the master among all virtues, the sun among the planets. Third, charity is at once physical, thoughtful and spiritual and in that sense pervades through all the three degrees of Freemasonry. Fourth, Charity is not merely an act of giving, but the act of loving kindness that extends beyond the grave. Charity must begin at home, and thus the act of bettering oneself is as much a part of it as is helping others. Freemasonry is the embodiment of the spirit of charity, yet is distinct 
from the worldly charitable institutions every freemason in his figurative ascent from earth to heaven must practice the virtue of charity so folks with that we come to an end to this wonderful paper as usual it's one of those papers that every time we go through we feel this is our favorite uh, but it's a real testament to the fact that the masons in india truly truly have a wealth of knowledge it's a treasure trove and we are barely scratching the surface because i'm sure there are a lot lot more brothers out there who have tons of wisdom to impart so brethren this is our appeal as a podcast to please reach out to us and uh, you know allow us to share your wisdom in the form of write ups and papers with the rest of the world consider that as part of charity if you may but we would love to showcase and share your knowledge with everyone what do you think ramos absolutely true as you mentioned we are not even scratched the surface of the amount of knowledge which our brethren have and this is our uh, humble way or rather this is our simple way of trying to showcase that talent to the world perfect so with that folks we come to an end to this episode i truly hope you have enjoyed and you have understood charity a little more clearly and have also understood freemasonry a little more clearly we are not just a charitable organization we are much more than that and if our episodes in season 1 and 2 are any testament to that i would say that should make it loud and clear so with that folks all the very best to everyone have a very very good rest of the day uh, we look forward to meeting our brother in trivandrum uh, feel free to reach out to us seek us out our email is there in the show notes so we would love to hear from you about what uh, you thought i was referring to uh, when it uh, you know came about the aspects of charity in the different degrees of freemasonry so with that thank you so much chishir signing off and thanks a lot worshipful brother samit desai for this paper and this is rinesh signing off and that's a wrap we thank you for your time and hope that we have been able to present to you the true light of masonry in yet another way please continue to watch out for more episodes from the ashlers by subscribing to our channel on most of the popular podcasting platforms links are in the show notes and also feel free to email us at the ashlers podcast at gmail.com your encouragement is what keeps us motivated above all as proud hosts of india's first and only free masonic podcast we wish you all the very best and until next time the ashlers signing off